Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Irish Knicks Fan Podcast. I am your host, Brian Evers, and on this show we talk about beer, basketball, and business, and not necessarily in that order. Um, on this week's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the incredible win that we had against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, let's be honest, we should have beaten this team uh, handily, as Joel Embiid and James Harden are not playing and uh, we were honestly going up against a bunch of Sixers reserves and bums that I didn't even real like realize were still playing in the league. So look, a win to win, and uh, we made it a lot harder than we needed to, but at least we got there in the end. <laughs> That's my uh, take. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> After I kind of go through a little bit of um, highlights from the game, we're going to talk about. Uh, the importance of putting yourself in uh, a position to be successful, the importance of connecting with the right people, with the right message, and the momentum that you can create by putting the right intention out into the world and honestly just being true to yourself and true to what you're trying to build and kind of watching the the everything kind of line up in retrospect. Uh, there's a bit of a ranty rant uh, <laughs> tied to that based on an experience that I had tonight. And then we're going to finish off this this episode with um, the return of Craft Beer Corner, where I'm going to talk about a couple of amazing new BrewDog beers that I have had tonight. So uh, full disclosure, I'm recording this about four very strong craft beers in. So if I'm not making 100% sense, please give me a bit of grace on this episode. With that said, um, the Knicks had an incredible performance last night. Uh, first of all, as always, going to start with my guy RJ. Um, played like the potential all-star that he is. He had 22 points and 9 rebounds. And even the Sixers commentators were, every time he took a 3 and missed most of them, <laughs> uh, that will change, by the way, as we go into the season. Um they're saying that's letting us off the hook because if we're going to let him drive to the basket, um, especially if he's going left, we're you know we're giving up two free points. I always think it's very interesting to watch a game from the away commentators' point of view because it kind of tells you what they're worried about and gives you a little bit of an insight into the mindset of your opponents, and it's just like one of the nerdy NBA basketball things that I really, really enjoy. Uh, let's have a look at some of the other stats. So with Julius, I mean, he played 37 minutes, just like RJ, had 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. So with a couple of extra baskets there, that could have been on triple. He could have honestly been on triple double watch and... Um, even though I had a feeling that he might be injured from the last game, he had a lot of moments where I was like, that's it, Randall, fucking do it. Like he was really up for this game. Um, he was using his, uh, again, bully ball and kind of, um, you can't fuck with me mentality uh, <laughs> that I think, honestly, he's slowly winning me over with. Uh, I went into this season fully expecting to absolutely fucking hate him after the absolute debacle that was last season and the energy that he brought to the court every single night. But as I mentioned in previous episodes, he seems to have really kind of 
bought in yet again to the team and to the mission and has won over his teammates and the organization as a whole. And I really didn't want to like him. Uh, he has kind of broke my heart a little bit based on last season, but he came into last night's game ready to take it to these motherfuckers and give it as a hundred percent effort. Um, as I said, a couple of extra baskets and that, that stat line looks very different and we're talking about it entirely. different. It's kind of crazy with the NBA. Um, you know, 17 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. I mean, you know, he's could, he could have had a few more assists there. Maybe his teammates didn't make the baskets. Uh, he could have had a few more rebounds even, or a few more points if some different things uh, fell his way. And then it just dictates the entire chatter around that, uh, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I would say I'm definitely like an advanced stats nerd when it comes to the NBA, but I do think like the eye test is still unbeaten. I think that like, you know, he basically averaged 20 points, 10 assists and five rebounds last year. And as I mentioned on the previous podcast, that's kind of only in like LeBron territory and maybe one or two others, but you know, the stats only tell half the story because there were signs where he really did feel like he was like an impersonator out there and that he kind of really, really didn't want to be out there like on the Mecca, like in the Mecca with the Knicks fans. It was like a weird experience. I Like I wanted to root for him, but like he clearly didn't want to be there. I, I don't know. It was, it was a lot to take in as a diehard fan. And somebody who genuinely wanted to root for him after him making a third team all be all NBA uh, selection the previous year and basically carrying us to the playoffs. But fuck me, that shit was hard to watch last season. But uh, he's reborn. He has recommitted. He is a different player out there right now. Um, it's incredible to see. Uh, every time he kind of goes one on one, one one on one with the you know opposing player, I'm almost assuming that he's a hundred percent just going to be too strong, too powerful, too quick, and he's going to score or get fouled, and then he's you know eighty plus percent for the free throw line, so he's going to make those free throws, uh, which as we've talked about before is a serious bone of contention for me, a contention even for me, um, so. Very, very impressed with Julius uh, in this game. But the story, uh, for sure, is uh, Mr. Big Show, as I've mentioned in the previous episode, uh, had another incredible performance uh, in 36 minutes, scored 23 points, had seven assists and six rebounds, uh, was on triple-double watch uh, for the entire game. Apologies if you heard that. I managed to um, fist bump the mic. <laughs> so hopefully you didn't hear that. Um, Jalen, honestly, he has definitely won me over. Unlike Randall, who still has some work to do, um, I am 100% a Jalen stan at this point. Um, no matter what's going on around him, he is playing his hardest. He is giving 100% effort and he is trying to literally drag us to the finish line uh, so far. So, I mean, you can't ask for more 
from uh, our star point guard that we are going to pay $120 million to over the next couple of seasons. Um, as per usual, I have to give our guy Obi Toppin a shout-out. I mean, he's, he played 20 minutes, uh, scored just 17 points and three rebounds, including the single most important shot of the game where he hit a three-pointer in the second half to essentially put the game out of reach. Um, I'm going to continue saying this all season long, but hashtag let Obi play. Uh, I actually commented uh, the same on his post about the game last night on Instagram. I will share that on my Instagram after I posted this episode and only the people, the, the true OGs, the true people that fuck with the Irish Knicks fan podcast are going to have any context as to why I'm posting it. But if you've listened to this episode, you'll know why. Because Obi was incredible tonight. He played some great defense. He had some awesome moments of offense like he always does. And uh, hitting that three-pointer, like from the second it left his fingers, I knew that it was going in. Um, But, you know, this was an interesting game. I mean, I usually go through like a play-by-play and kind of lead it up to the halfway point and how the game kind of, Oh, no. Apologies. Uh, I usually kind of go through a game, a play by play, and um, you know, basically focus on kind of first half versus second half and overall performance. But this game wasn't as simple. Um, it was a roller coaster. Each team would go on, you know, seven to ten point runs either side. Uh, throughout the whole game and every time you thought that the Knicks would make a push um, the Sixers would push back um, every time you thought that the Sixers may put this out of reach our guys would fight to kind of bring it closer together again it was a typical New York Knicks performance uh, the typical roller coaster that we go on as diehard New York Knicks fans and um, I've come to expect it honestly even in games where I think it's going to be an easy win nope uh, I will stand by the fact that we were playing fucking bums from the <laughs> from the Sixers last night um, no Joel Embiid no James Harden and Doc Rivers, their coach, was going deep into their bench. And there were some players, I was like, oh, Shake Milton, he's still on this team? Like, oh, Paul Reed, like, why does he look like Wilt Chamberlain out there? Like, these were unimportant and inconsequential NBA players on this team. And we should have absolutely destroyed uh, them. The, The more I think about that game... In an ideal scenario, we would have been up by 20-plus points with about eight minutes left to go in the fourth, and everybody on our in our starting lineup was would be sitting there watching us cruise to a victory. But instead, uh, we played some free-throw ping-pong at the end of the game uh, and made us work for every single point. We, If we were to go by the law, we got to 100 points first, and it uh, meant that we were going to win automatically. But from to go from 100 to, I think, 106 points probably took about 
15 real-time minutes as we continued to fell on both sides. Well, ourselves and the Sixers to prolong the game as much as possible. I really, 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 I was mentioning this to uh, somebody very special to me um, while we were watching the game last night. Um, I wish we could do away with this like free throw tennis that we do at the end of each game. That like once we get into the last two minutes of a close game, we just have to accept that we're going to watch both teams like intentionally stop the clock and shoot free throws. It is the most unentertaining thing ever to watch. It is so unnecessarily stressful. And honestly, if you win a game by like playing a better, like, you know, end of game free throw, like strategy, does that mean you really won the game? Like, it's just, it bothers me. Um, I'm not only, not only that, but like our Knicks really kind of made this a lot harder than they needed to. Um, we had no, I think there was 17 lead changes in this game and we had many a chance to like, kind of put this just out of reach so that we could just accept that like we had won this game and that, you know, onto the next one, the big one against the Celtics tonight, uh, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, you know, this, this was a, a tough game. Uh, it really pushed us. It really made us question how much did we fucking want this? How much, um, you know, the guys on our team, especially the starters, like, are we going to prove to these bums on the Sixers that we are the superior team? There were times where it was clear that, like, there was the game was never in doubt and that we were so much, like, we were clearly significant, like, significantly more superior than any player on the Sixers squad at the time. But then there was times where we were doing the stupid things like fouling on, like fouling when we didn't need to or playing shitty defense or as per usual, letting like letting open good to like, I guess, decent to good three pointers, you know, just shoot open shots like, it was hard and um, this should have been an easy win and we had all the makings of that because in the first half of as per usual we had an abundance of good energy uh, our three guys rj randall and brunson ha- like were sitting around 15 16 points each Um i thought this was going to be an easy win but instead uh, we had to fight and claw for every single point towards the end of the game and uh, we finally got there. I mean, when I was watching it, um, as a fan, it was one of those things where I was like, again, like I mentioned before, this PTSD related to the Knicks basically throwing away games in the last seven minutes that we really should have won. I thought, okay, when, when you know we were down by 10 with less than six minutes to go, and we had another example of, an extreme drought in the scoring department two games in a row and now where we had nine or ten minutes well almost ten nine ish minutes that we didn't score um which was really hard to watch honestly it was like um another monster situation where i was like come on are we gonna do this two games in a row where you forget how to play basketball like fuck's sake you know um 
and that's the PG version. I was definitely saying a lot more profanities <laughs> through towards my guys. I mean, we all know that when you really care uh, about your team and you know you know that they're playing below their potential, it's hard as a fan to just be like, "Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine." Um, but too, much to my uh, bliss and happiness, um, in this down the stretch. Our guys made our free throws. We put the game out of reach, and we're officially at four wins and four losses for the season. Which, as I as I usually t- tell you guys, it means that we're up far and away uh, better than the Brooklyn Nets uh, record rise right now. Um, the Lakers are having an absolute shit show. They just won their second game of the season out of eight games, and are celebrating after as if they won the championship so that just tells you what they even think their ceiling's going to be um well it, it's been a very interesting start to the season so far the warriors are struggling like hell i think they just lost the orlando magic which is a team that we beat comfortably and to know what that is to say for our plans later in the season but I have to say, uh, our guys are looking good. We play like we have nothing to lose. Uh, we give maximum effort almost 100% of the time. My guy, my guy RJ is scoring 20 points a game for fun at the moment, regardless of what's going on around him. Randall, although the numbers don't really speak for themselves, um, is having an impact that only if you're watching the games you can see where like every time he touches the ball the defender's like fuck i'm about to get the shit kicked out of me right now just by him going to the rim uh jalen brunson has been absolutely incredible as i said earlier in the podcast he has won me over 100 percent uh, and was the right choice for this next team in terms of fit and i still think we're one person away and I, like honestly, I'm so over this bum reddish experience. Um, I know he had a steal and a decent dunk, which was his highlight of the game in the second half. But he is, I don't know, he is average at best. Um, and like yes, he did have the one game to start the season where he looked pretty decent. But I have given up on Cam Reddish Island and. Uh, We'll be looking for a boat to get off of it. Um, hopefully they can get somebody um, before the trade deadline that kind of fills those minutes because, fuck me, he is very inconsistent and just makes me unhappy <laughs> as a Knicks fan. Um, but, you know, you know the, the end of the, at the end of the day, um, we won the game. Uh, we fought for every inch. We gave it our all and um our three big superstars showed up and gave a shit and wanted to win the game and at the end of the day that's what matters um they definitely gave me a, a mini heart attack in the process as i thought they multiple times i thought they'd thrown it away but in this case they um you know they they pulled it off so Let's hope we can bring some of that momentum into tonight's game against the Celtics. Um, let's hope that it's just a good omen for what's to come in terms of our ability to actually fight and claw and just like will things 
to the finish line in in the form of a win. And uh, yeah, I'm just like still waiting on RJ to to uh, you know to perform the way that I know he can. He had a really good game uh, last night with you know over twenty points and nine rebounds. But um, honestly, the last thing I wanted to mention about the game is that it was very confusing to me. Like in terms of Tibbs, our coach, his strategy i know he can point to the win and say well we got the w so what are you talking about but like there was long stretches of the game where randall and rj like neither of them were playing and which doesn't make any sense to me considering that they were both playing really well and had a lot of like good good rhythm and when when rj came in initially back in towards the end of the second half he had no rhythm and he was missing these open shots. It's like, what do you expect when you sit this guy down for the fucking most of the game? Like, I totally understand in theory that, you know, Tibbs was trying to save our, you know, our best guys for the last seven minutes of the game. But like, when you're watching it as a fan and like, there's like eight minutes in the second half where we haven't scored and, like the two people that have actually scored for us outside of Brunson have just been sitting on the bench waiting for their call up. It's like, what are you doing? Like the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Warriors, like they all say, Hey, uh, Mr. Superstar, our centerfold, our like the face of our franchise. Hey, uh, no matter how tired you are, you're playing like 40 five or 47 of the 48 minutes tonight sorry about you like that's what has to happen and uh i don't really understand why tibbs hasn't quite embraced that yet but you know a, a night where the knicks win is always a good a good day Um it makes me happy i went to bed with a big smile on my face i was actually surprised that i fell asleep so easily and um, because you know, going to four and four, it kind of goes in line with what I said in last week's episode, or I guess the last episode a couple of days ago, that like our only goal for the season is to get to like 48, 49 wins at best. And as long as we hover in around 500 for the season and uh, we are competing every single night and our three big uh, superstar names in Brunson, Randall and my guy RJ, uh, are playing at the level that they can and are scoring close to 20 points a game or more, then we're doing our bit. And uh, yeah, um, very, very happy with the performance today. So before I before I sign off uh, for this segment, just want to say, again, um, I am listening to you guys and I'm trying to make it as clear as possible um, to not have to listen to the Knicks talk if you're not uh, fully bought in uh, hopefully this can be a vehicle to i guess inspire you to get bought in and to start wearing their your very own nicks hat and your very own nicks jerseys and to be rooting for our guys throughout the rest of the season but if not no worries this is the this is the time that you get to skip so um i did mention 15 to 18 minutes we've got a little bit over time but um yeah with that said um after we come back from the break, we'll start with the next part of the podcast. Hey 
Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, in this segment, we're going to talk about the importance of putting yourself in a position to be successful and getting the right message to the right people at the right time and the momentum that can be created by putting the correct intent out into the world. I saw this happen in real time today. So I started my morning with after getting about seven and a half hours sleep after watching the game that I just broke down for you guys. Um, I know there was a lot less actual, you know, play by play description there, but I, I think I captured the essence of the game quite well. Um, we played against a bunch of bums in a game that we should have won comfortably. We made it a lot harder than we needed to in true Knicks fashion. And we ultimately came out on top because our three best guys actually decided to remember how to play basketball in this game and really push hard. Um, again, we should have played more, like our, our three best guys should have played more minutes. That's on the coaching. That's on our coach, Tibbs, uh, directly. Um, but, you know, we got the job done and that's what matters. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to fit in some Knicks talk even in this segment. But um, yeah, so I woke up today after watching that game and still kind of on a high. Uh, I met my parents for breakfast, which was an incredible experience. Um, I don't know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have really reinvested some quality time with them at the moment where, you know, every Saturday morning at nine o'clock, uh, come rain or shine, we're going to sit down and we're going to eat a lovely breakfast here in Malhide, um, in my, no free promos, but in Cafe Provence here in Malhide. It's a just a cute little breakfast place that I have basically eating eaten everything on the, the menu about seven times each, um, if not uh, significantly more. Um, didn't realize that this would be uh, the breakfast where I started a war. Uh, I gave my parents my old Apple TV there a couple of weeks ago and bought the 4K version for my big fancy TV here in my apartment. And uh, yeah, uh, was asking how they were getting on and didn't realize that just by asking if they'd been watching some Disney Plus shows or some Netflix stuff or, you know, various different uh, shows on different streamers that I would create this moment of controversy between the two of them with my dad being more old school and wanting to watch 7,000 hours of Wheeler Dealers um, and Dealer No Deal and whatever the fuck that show is with, that has the giant slot machine on it. And my mom actually wanting to, like, I guess, come into the 21st century and watch some of the the shows that are only available on streaming. Um, it actually got pretty heated to the point where I had to step in and be like, whoa, 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 like, calm down. It, it's totally okay. Uh, this is not that serious. Uh, I was even making fun of my, ma my dad even saying, you know, okay, grumpy old man, you can take a deep breath. Like, it's not that serious. Uh, you know, it was, it was a strange morning. I'm not gonna lie. It was a... I felt like I could, it, I would have appreciated a heads up so that I didn't mention the war, um, and by that I mean like the one thing that would start an argument. Um, but it was good. Uh, followed that up by going to a, the gym for the second time since I took a few days off after Silver October. 
uh, did a really heavy and uh, multiple exercise arm workout followed by 45 minutes on the stairs um you know this is my 219th workout of the year and uh i'm very proud of myself for that milestone uh tomorrow will be 220 which is not to be sniffed at as the saying goes um you know i really didn't think i'd even get to 100 workouts let alone 220 this year so feeling very very happy about that we can talk about that in a recent or uh, in an upcoming podcast for sure then i met up with um a colleague from my startup job at RefUp. Um, for a quick breakfast and we had this like or I guess a lunch so um, you know not long after my breakfast and not long after my workout we had this uh, lovely lunch I'm sure you saw the breakfast muffin that I shared on Instagram and um, you know how good it looked and it was it was delicious I and mean, my friend owns this place um, as one here in Dublin it's a farm to table type restaurant with incredible food um but i just wasn't too hungry so i had to like force my way through it but i had a great conversation with them and then uh went to brewdog and uh that's kind of where things took a bit of a turn so went to brewdog um full disclosure it is half 10 at night on a saturday after me recording a podcast only less than 24 hours ago um so I'm fully committed to sticking to our upload schedule, but um, so apologies if I'm low energy, I'm just a little tired after a very busy week and you know, putting a lot of energy into making sure that these things go out on time <laughs> and sharing my thoughts with the world. But yeah, so went to Brewdog. Um, as you know, this place is basically my non-Nick's non Mecca. Um, uh, as I mentioned in previous episodes, some of the best beer I've ever tried, some of the best, like one of the best environments that I've ever been in, very like industrial and, uh, you know, minimalist vibes with, you know, shuffleboard tables and a number of incredible beers. Um, only had essentially four beers, the Hazy Jane uh, as an impromptu craft beer co- corner, had the Hazy Jane, which is my my favorite beer of all time, with followed by uh, honestly one of their their new brewed and house beers called the the Pales by comparison, which was a pale ale, uh, actually a New England IPA similar to the uh, you know to the Hazy Jane. It was absolutely insane. It was as I explained to somebody very important to me during that moment. Um, the Hazy Jane is a beautiful hazy IPA with a really strong like crisp mouthfeel and like this intensity probably related to the alcohol content among other things the way it's balanced is like you're either going to think it's like the best like craft beer drinking experience ever or are you going to think it's unnecessarily intense? But I really, really love it. Whereas this new beer that they've made, the uh, Pales by Comparison, which is an incredible name for a pale ale, if I do say so myself, was basically the Hazy Jane if you were to give it in full, like 
have like full point form because the Hazy Jane comes in three thirty instead of five hundred milliliters, um, and basically kept the constant, like basically kept the uh, the makeup of the Hazy Jane the same, but just like kind of touched took the overall intensity down from like a 70 out of 100 to about a 47. It was an incredible beer. It was so damn good. Um, and then my third beer was a Elvis Juice, which is uh, honestly one of the best beers that's ever been brought into the universe. Um, for, those, for the uninitiated, uh, they actually tried to remove it at one point off the menu because they were about to uh, re-engineer it to something better and there was an absolute riot and there was i think there was like you know hundreds of thousands of signatures put on a like a, a petition to bring back the elvis juice which was successful but then they did eventually bring out the re-engineered basically uh they doubled up the ipa so it's a double ipa um called elvis juice now but it's, it's uh they doubled it up, but they rebalanced it, and it's just one of the most incredible beer drinking experiences that you're going to have. So, again, hadn't been back in Brewdog since prior to Silver October, um, you know, probably the 26th or 24th of September. It's now the 5th of November. Um, uh, so, yeah, quite a, quite a while. But I was reminded as to why, as much as I love Guinness, that there's something about trying these various different craft beers that just kind of hits different for me and uh yeah the uh, elvis juice was the usual borderline religious experience that it it have that it always is um and then something amazing happened so before i tell you about that i just wanted to mention that you know one of the things that i've learned throughout my uh kind of journey as an entrepreneur is that sometimes you have to operate on blind faith and just put yourself in the room with the right people at the right time uh you know with the right message and that doors will start to open for you as long as you are being authentic and that you are in the, operating at a high pure frequency that people will just feel the urge to want to help you either directly through working with you or by opening the door to somebody else and that's what happened uh here at brewdog uh tonight so um uh, one of the guys kev hi kev if you're listening um who i've talked to for for the last couple of years um him and i had many many conversation as i was one of like seven people in Brewdog, as the covid restrictions were gradually being lifted over these last few years uh, so he knows me well um, I was kind of just asking questions around what would it take to become a brewer um, for, you know, if I really wanted to, instead of continuing to go to just like it, I guess, instead of continuing to just go to Brewdog and be a consumer, what would it take to actually brew my own beer and potentially, you know, launch something similar, but just on a smaller scale? He gave me a lot of an amazing advice about internships and potential, like, I guess, study paths to get to the point where I would have a global, globally recognized accreditation in brewing. 
um, and kind of just kind of, I guess, constructed the pathway from a brewing perspective in a way that I, I had not known. But then I told him about the podcast and I told him about what we're building together. And I told him about potentially booking BrewDog for a giant in-person event for the Irish Nick Fan podcast. And all sorts of hell broke loose and doors started to open. Uh, he mentioned that the uh, new Waterloo uh, location for BrewDog in London, um, which the new manage the manager there is somebody that I know uh, that we had had many chats in the past who's now moved over there to manage the new location says that the uh that they actually have a podcast studio and that's just like available to be booked or you work in kind of like some kind of collaborative fashion with brewdog and to to essentially like put out a podcast into the world and I just thought this was too crazy because you know who would have thought like the idea of posting a a recording a podcast in straight from BrewDog Studios in the Waterloo location um, and to have some kind of I guess um, public collaborative um, partnership established is like beyond my wildest dreams is something that I thought we we would be brokering four years from now, but instead he was like, yeah, no worries, man. Just give me your details. I'll, you know, I'll forward them onto Lauren and, and like, uh, I'll let her know what you're up to and we'll arrange a meeting and we'll take it from there. And honestly, it was incredible. Like it was just yet another example of what happens when you put the right intention out into the world, when you are living your truth and being authentic and, never ever ever turning your your brain off to pursuing a potential opportunity i sat there from you know 4 p.m till after eight um or not a nine honestly at this point um and i never really forced the conversation i was just enjoying my beers i was talking to a friend uh to somebody that is definitely more than a friend but somebody that's uh very important to me was talking to them about uh you know what to do with the future of the irish nick fan podcast and all the things that we're going to work on uh building into the future and potentially u.s expansion and some other things to do with merch and all these different things that i'll be sharing with you in due course and you know and just kind of enjoying my beer and enjoying the momentum created by putting all of these things out into the universe and knowing that like the frequency that was being created by that conversation of what we're going to build was kind of the starting point in you know going on this journey to expanding to the point where we know like to, like expanding to like to what we know could be possible a year from now two years from now etc but when that conversation happened with Kev um, about a potential, you know, podcast partnership with BrewDog directly, I mean, you can't write this shit. And sometimes uh, things don't make sense as they happen in the moment, but will always make sense kind of looking back, you know, like as 
Steve Jobs said, you can't join the dots looking forward. You can only join them looking back. Um, I think that this night could be something pretty substantial. So I wanted on the record uh, for the podcast. I do apologize that my energy is not at the usual level that it is. Um, I promise it's not uh, craft beer related. It's just general fatigue um, from a very intense uh, week or so. Um, but I just wanted to get this podcast out into the world and bookmark this time in history. It's the 5th of November, 2022. And this might have been the night that sets a bunch of things into motion that kind of transforms the business that we're currently trying to build together. Um, there are so many things I want to say, so many things I want to share with you guys, but let's um, bite my tongue for now, just because I wanted to actually take action before announcing it on the podcast. Um, but let's just say uh, things are go- things are moving forward and um your loyalty your support your encouragement your good vibes uh, are not going unnoticed and this is why i keep doing this this is why um yesterday i was recording a podcast after 9 p.m on a friday this is why instead of just recording a podcast early tomorrow morning i'm getting this out before i watch yet another next game to post another podcast tomorrow is because I know that you guys believe in me. I know you guys are in my corner. I know you guys want to see this succeed. And I'm keeping that promise to you and to myself that this is going to get to where I know it can. And uh, it's going to become something really special. So um, the final thing I'll say is... you owe it to yourself and to the people that always believed in you to be your authentic self, share your truth with the world and to the people with the people around you by doing that and by being open and transparent and vulnerable about what you want to create and what you're in the process of bringing into the world, the right people, that maybe you created a relationship with years ago and didn't really know why you felt some kind of kinship with them or why you're just energy energetically linked in some way that you're just happy to see them happy to talk to them maybe this is the moment maybe it's this this is the thing this is the door that they open for you this is the payoff of like building a relationship with that person and the chain of events that will happen the momentum that you're building by taking this action the the faith that you have to have that things are going to work out exactly as they should and ultimately your you know unwavering belief in yourself and in what you're building and is going to create just opportunities that were not even conceptual like you couldn't even conceptualize them uh when you were starting this journey but just by basically trusting in yourself and in your your ability to articulate your vision 
and just by trusting in the goodness of others and the willingness that they have to actually want to support you and open up the doors where they need to be opened and open up doors that you didn't that previously you didn't think even existed and um, it all comes down to you and you alone and to have that belief that all of those things are possible and and just kind of put these things in motion so i hope there's some value there and um, as i said more so than anything else even more so than the next talk that i know some of you are going to skip anyway and um, i just wanted to have this on record on the podcast that um this may be the moment um that everything changes uh and that our growth as a company and our growth as a podcast and even our growth as a family is about to change and um, so just hang in there and um, stick with me I promise you we're about to go down uh, roads that I did not think were even going to be possible at this early stage in our journey, but I cannot wait for what we're going to, what we're about to build together and about, uh, and, and just like, I can't, I'm so excited to share everything that's about to happen with you guys and with the world. Um, so with, <laughs> that's a perfect time to finish. So, I hope you enjoyed this kind of, as I said, um, I know this is a little less succinct than usual. I, I will admit that I'm pretty tired right now, um, but I just wanted to get this out into the world and I hope that you understand the sincerity of what I'm getting across and, and really just understand where I'm coming from. So with that said, um, let's hope that this is the start of something else, something great. Um, I'm going to take a quick nap before I watch us take on the fucking Boston Celtics uh, and hopefully we'll come out with a win or at least, um, you know, give it our absolute best shot. Um, but until next time, guys, uh, thank you for listening and uh, let's go Knicks.